0: Listening to Female VC Lab, a podcast that showcases the journeys of female investors. My name is Barbara Bickham, and I am an award-winning CTO and VC that teaches companies and investors about emerging technology. I am sitting down with female VCs and investors to talk about their funds, how they invest, and how they make an impact. Good evening, Elaine, to you. Welcome to the Female VC Lab podcast. Thank you very much. In one line, can you give me your name, your title, and the name of your fund?
1: Yep. Ellie or Eliana Oei, O-E-I. It's a Chinese name. I am based in the Netherlands, and we run Exponential Positive Impact Capital. It's a fund and a platform where we focus on impact-driven founders and investors and bringing them together through revenue-based financing.
0: This is going to be super interesting. I'm ready to hear all about this. So what inspired you to become an investor or a venture capitalist? That's
1: a bit of a, a story there. It goes about five years back. My then business partner uh, had been investing. She, she was probably 17, 18. I hadn't been that clever. She was. I was lucky enough to work with her for over 10 years. And she really got us involved in the investing game about five years ago when we both had kids five, six years ago. We figured out that even though we had capital, we had assets, and we had quite a high net worth network, we weren't actually leveraging it. Nor were we learn, were We learning how to invest, even though that's what you do, right? You put your money to work. That makes sense, especially as women. We're well. What? What do we do now? And so we started digging into the angel investing uh, space, connected with local angel groups, and started just taking small bets. And that led to, first of all, the Futures Collective, which is a syndicate focused on investing in future trends. Oh, interesting. With the idea that you actually learn as well as connect with, as well as then put money on future trends like blockchain, like crypto, AI. Computer, AI. Exactly, all Smart the partners, hype life cycle.
0: Yes, on uh, and on.
1: <laughs> yeah, all, those, all that tech that, that you probably love as well. And that when we found the, the investing game, when we really started to get to know it, well, this doesn't really work for most things, specifically not for making the world a better place, because it's really much driven by valuation and perception. And then there's, it's really a portfolio mm-hmm. play, so it burns a lot of good people and talents and capital along the way. Yes. So, through connecting with other angels, we found revenue based financing as an instrument. And we're like, huh, that's interesting because it's a different model and it lowers risk for the investor over time because you get checks back every month or every quarter or every year, it depends on how you structure it. And that kind of brought us to Epic as the fund and the platform because. Revenue-based financing, because it's so aligning for founders and investors, mm-hmm. you can actually structure a fund around this as well as just do on a deal-by-deal basis okay. because any, basically any type of raise for startups, it's been used in the gaming industry. it was been used mm-hmm. in mining and, and minerals for decades. We just haven't actually applied it to startups as much. So when we found the oh, instrument, we did some research.
0: Yeah
1: and when we found the we found that in in the US particularly this is actually an up and coming trend so venture debt in in, in itself as a like a sub class or a new asset class yes. For, yes. for investing is definitely up and coming and we want to spread that further so we're taking it to Europe and Asia.
0: Wonderful. So what is your investment thesis and what was the motivation behind it?
1: Now so I'm sure you've heard of the UN Sustainable Development Goals. 100%. So that's yes. basically what we see as the world's to-do list. And we know that governments and NGOs and global development corporations can only do so much. It takes about a trillion dollars a year. And we're like, what's most more sustainable than a really high impact, sustainable, financially sustainable enterprise? It's super empowering for the people who work there. You have the first, the second, first degree benefits, and then the second degree benefits of a community being empowered, and then successful founders becoming wealthy and being able to contribute in other very very many ways, etc. So, huh? We need to actually focus more on impact. So, how do we get risk capital to go more into impact, Mm -hmm. and how do we make this attractive for normal investors, basically, not necessarily the impact-driven ones, by offering similar returns? So, this is why we have structured a fund around the premises that we focus on impact driven companies. Mm-hmm. And we do that, we empower them through revenue based financing structure. And we actually do that in a crowdfunding form so that there's a values aligned community around the founders. Founders are empowered through not just the finances, but the network. And we bring together different different communities to make sure that the, we can tap into every market where we enter and have growth potential as well. So the thesis really is global focus, impact driven companies through revenue based financing. The appeal for, for investors is really around lowering the risk while we're achieving market leading returns and positive impact. So we're doing good and we're doing well at the same time. And how we do that is by structuring it as a um, revenue based financing deal with a five times multiple, over It'll the life ahead. of the contract mm-hmm. okay. if we do that and if we run as an average portfolio of success so to say if the old it's a paradigm shift but if you would compare it to a normal VC, traditional, uh, yeah,
0: traditional yeah traditional
1: portfolio where you have a series of 10 investments half of them are the, are, are like done zero. The zero zero you have some of the walking dead maybe a few one time return two time return and then one big one If we would do a similar portfolio and we cap it at five times return, we would still achieve in within five years, actually an average return of 23% IRR gross. Mm. And it could could go down to 15, granted, but it could also go up to 38%. And you get the capital back faster. So this doesn't even include the the recurring or the reinvestment of the returns there so wow. it's doable we we think this is like a really nice form it's Plus, different
0: it's very different
1: something it's different. very different and it changes dynamics as well so instead of looking mm-hmm. for an exit you're looking at growing revenue so you're looking for well you're start. looking at
0: growing a company
1: exactly very
0: different very different viewpoint yeah in that respect
1: yeah and you're kind of out of the woods, like the we filter deals based on a, a two-year payback of the principal capital. So if they can achieve that and they're really attractive, mm. we de-risk a little bit by picking the companies that are at revenue only. So you don't have okay. the, the pre-revenue companies. So it's it's like in between pre-seed and seed. And and you can combine this even with equity deals if you really want to, if you really want to supercharge the money, but the startup, but It's totally achievable to outperform the market. And we know that if you have intrinsically motivated founders, a team that really cares about the impact that they're having on society, they're going to outperform the market in terms of sales. And apparently stats are like it's by 42%. So it's not just a little bit of outperformance. No, it's It's a lot.
0: It's a lot because if you're thinking about it, if you think about it logically, all companies are moving that way all consumers are already mindful of this. So yeah. if you don't migrate in that direction, A, who are going to be your potential customers? And B, who are going to be your other cut, Like yeah. all the customers and all who you're going to sell your product to, even on a B2B level, they may not be available because everyone is implementing this into their thinking
1: yeah. now. A social license to operate. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So we're here Wanting to make sure that impact driven founders meet and can collaborate with impact driven investors, but also other entrepreneurs and a community of like minded individuals. So we've attached purpose driven uh, communities to ourselves to really scale and go global. And the other thing that we would really like to see is that we protect the impact, because what usually happens with investing as soon as there's an investment on the table, it's a valuation discussion. It doesn't, the impact is become secondary. And sadly, with exit pathways, sometimes you see the impact being negated because the people right. who don't want the innovation buys the startup. What happens to the impact? That's true. It's gone. That's true. So if you don't actually yeah, have... nine times out of run, 10, um, it's probably gone,
0: depending upon yeah. who acquires it.
1: Yeah. like yeah. That's why Shell has many electric vehicles in the, or electric engines um, mm-hmm. in, their, in their 30-odd year old portfolio of purchases yeah you go digging around and you go oh why is that (laughs) they were purchasing the competition pretty much purchasing yeah the disruptive competition yeah mm -hmm. we see it as also a way of protecting the impact in in the investment game that's a good point that's
0: a very good point very good point so what are you currently learning or listening to or reading Oh,
1: gosh, it's it's varied. I'm definitely learning how the mindset of VC is very different. So I've come from a consulting background, done some angel investments. We have a high net worth network, but they're mostly angels. Mm-hmm. And the VC, the media, the drive, the focus on fundraising and that the sexiness around valuation and the high right. people get off of negotiating – a uh, valuation mm-hmm. down for startups when you're on the investment side of the table is just shocking to me. It was, it was a little bit jarring when I got into it earlier last year. Mm-hmm. I was like, what is going on? Is this, is this really how we want to treat each other? And it comes down to, I guess, for us, we want to be extremely transparent, a value add at every step of the process where we see other people working in a, quite a dist- values destructive type of way, which is definitely not aligned with our values in the venture capital space, not to say that it's always the case, but that's the horror stories that you hear and that sort of stuff. I'm reading of my Bible in this journey is uh, The Business of Venture Capital by the Indian guy. I can't remember his name now, Mm. but it's the the book. It's basically the seminal piece on venture capital, which is always handy to have because it's like a fast-forward inside peek of, okay, this is how the system works. I am really very much enjoying uh, learning and listening to people in the impact space. It's a very hot space right now. So impact tech is becoming a term measuring impact and the crazy amount of consultants that's coming out of that is also fascinating. So I would love to see more collaboration in that space, but that's more aspirational than what I'm actually learning about. And I, I love on a side note, I love Tim Ferriss and his jaunts into psychedelics as well as his jaunts into very deep conversations where he also explores the multifaceted ways of, of living basically within
0: mm. yeah. he had the what four hour work week that was Tim Ferris, yeah. so yeah, yeah, you know, he's been thinking about this and doing it for a while, so
1: yeah awesome.
0: yeah. yeah, yeah, totally, awesome. So when we're talking two years from now, how do you see investing or even venture capital having evolved or changed in a couple of years? Oh.
1: So my drive and aspiration is to have venture debt and the particular revenue based financing squarely on the map in Europe and Asia. Right now it's nascent We're we're banding together The market share is 0.01% probably of all deals done in Europe. And we want to make that at least 10%. So we're on this massive education and marketing drive at the moment. This is why we really appreciate talking to you, Barbara. Thank you so much. uh, And making revenue-based financing and venture debt a valid alternative instrument for founders and investors alike.
0: That's 100% uh, a valid alternative viewpoint. But as a founder, you have to be, I don't want to say savvy enough, but you have to be thinking about how do I go about filling out my round? What kind of things are accessible to me so I can fill out my round? So if that's equity, debt, crowdfunding, fill in the blank, you have to look at everything. Crypto, you got to look at everything. You can't just say, oh, it's just this one way because there are multiple ways now. It's important to look at that as a founder.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Totally, I'm super curious what's going to happen with the fact that we're literally in a global pandemic. That I think the the markets flooded with capital at the moment. U.S. investors and and big VC's coming to Europe, for instance, which is Mm kind of crazy with a very different dynamic. So there's almost this competition um, for capital to be deployed, and and seeing what that does to the pricing of the valuation rounds here. Because I know. Historically, the U.S. has been leading It'd be similar in Israel in terms of pricing, but Europe and in particular Asia, it's quite different. So I'm super curious to see how the VC landscape is going to shift with the influence of both the macroeconomic trends, um, shifts to Asia in the next few years. Brexit. Mm-hmm. To mix it up a little bit. Yeah, brace um, it. And, is and, that completely uh, done?
0: Of no, of course not. It's like, I, I think it's not 100% unwound. That's a good point. Like, how is that really going to impact yeah. other things, currencies, yeah. markets, and other things like that? That's important. Tax structures. Yeah, Absolutely.
1: Absolutely. So it's definitely and it's going to be, it's going to hurt for the UK mostly. I think the continental Europe will actually benefit from it because if it's very likely that the uk will become an island again mm-hmm. if that happens then you can't operate on an island basically the market's too small the opportunities on they were the financial capital of europe but i don't think that's happening it's going to be the case in the future so i think that it's going to be moved to continental europe and then in five to ten years we see a massive shift to southeast asia mm-hmm. mostly driven by china and India.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: 100%. Agreed with that. Yeah. So, how
0: do people contact you?
1: Well, you can find us, uh, well, find me on LinkedIn, Aliana Ouy. It's a hard name. I know. Not that many of us, so that helps. Our website yes. is www.epichub.org. And you can always send us an email on info at epichub.org. O R G. Different. we're happy to hear from you if you have impact driven communities we'd love to connect with you if you have a company that's a revenue is impact focused is mainly in europe or asia because the u.s market is is buoyant but europe and asia are much more impact centric although u.s is making big moves there too by the way mm-hmm. love that i love that happening. Yeah, and we'd love to hear from you if you're an lp or a VC wanting to explore venture debt and revenue-based financing because the platform can host co-investments as well as do rounds for you as an LP.
0: Awesome. Yeah. That all sounds great. Ileane, thank you so much Last from measure. Epic for being my guest on the Female VC Lab podcast
1: I love the venture that you're on I love the exposure that you've given to us females let's stick together and make it all happen let's make this That's right let's female
0: let's do it Excellent <laughs> Thanks so much thank you This episode is brought to you by Trailin Ventures. Find and invest in the next billion dollar emerging tech company. Sign up for our exclusive content at https com to find out more. Find us on Apple, on Spotify, and on Google Podcasts.